0: What Thanos has wrought? Mock me now, if you dare. What's that, my lady? I can't hear your words. You wouldn't be ignoring me, would you? After all, not even a goddess would dare ignore a man who possesses the ultimate weapon. So young. So very delicate. Soon I'll crush the entire universe between my hands in the greatest offering chaos could have
1: My spider senses are starting to tingle Just hang on no.
0: to your life. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into
2: And welcome to Behind the Panels issue 146, the comic book show that is one infinity gem shy of a full glove. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longer. In this issue, it's a new star and director for the Spider-Man franchise. No, we haven't heard of either of them either. Then, it's Green Lantern, The Lost Army, We Are Robin, Fight Club 2, Secret Wars, and more in what we've been reading. Plus... Our Kick-Ass Pick of the Week, Thanos the Infinity Relativity by Jim Starlin. That's really hard to say. Oh, i say that three <laughs> times really fast in a row. <laughs> All this and more coming up after this very special message from somebody's sponsor. This is Behind the Panels.
0: It's the world's greatest superhero collection featuring Batman and the other half of the dynamic duo Robin. The Hulk, the green superhero, He's fully posable. Falcon, the winged black superhero... Shazam and Iron Man, the world's greatest superheroes collection. Each superhero action figure sold separately from Mego. I'm sure glad they cleared wow. it up with Falcon.
2: Because <laughs> 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 there's, a, there's a whole part of uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I didn't understand. Now I know he's the winged black superhero.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. And that was like wow. early 80s. That was, yeah. I can't believe that. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, here we are,
1: boys. Back again. Changed. Moving right along. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the whole thing is like, they should just color code the entire Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Green. is Hulk. And, and Hulk wasn't like, you know, the, the, the massive behemoth. He was the green superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, it's it's been it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. It's been a really long week. It feels like it's been three weeks since we last recorded one of these. Yeah, but it's actually been a week. It's
0: only been a week. It's only been a week. only been a week.
2: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get straight into what we've been reading because I don't know how much more of this I've got in me.
0: Where looks like we got ourselves a reader.
2: Read between the lines, bitch.
1: We probably shouldn't be leaving that hanging in the air, though. Richard's, you've been moving house. I've, I've like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I'm yeah. moving
2: a lot of, I've moving a lot of furniture around yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. it's not like our sorry listeners think it's like we're all like, having meltdowns or anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like so, and this is been the a long week. Final yeah. behind. <laughs> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Once again, we can't talk about the first book because it's the first rule. That's true. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, we can't talk about Fight Club. Nobody said anything about <laughs> Fight Club 2. <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of Fight Club 2 is, is tell that, everybody. You can
0: tell you can talk anybody. Tell you want. anybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you got to be hit in the face with a sink first. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love
1: that in this issue that there's drop in. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> now, Dave, you're a massive Polonic fan. Oh, man. I'm like, I'm such a big Polonic fan. I've read almost every book he's written. Um, but this here is one of those things that. Everybody's been anticipating for a while, mm. I suppose, and like we talked about, what the first issue, like yes. uh, about a month ago, and this I think just maintains the same quality, if not gets even better. Um, there's something about Paul and, Nick and the way that the comic book is done that is so pure comic book, yes, that it kind yes. of it kind of hurts in a weird way because the first one's a novel and it's a film, mm. and this kind of has elements of both smashed together but yet it's still pure comic book yep like um, the way it's panelled the way it's presented is like expertly done mm. and it's so it's such a weird thing for me to feel about a comic book because yeah I'm biased about Paul Nick but at the same time he's doing it better than anybody else is at the moment <laughs> it's, it's, like it, it's so it's it's a perfect perfect comic book
2: I agree and I actually thought that, that I said that as much about the first issue which I thought was magnificently done this one Never reaches the same intensity of the first issue because mm. the first issue is like a, a literal mind explosion. Yeah, you know, and this one almost is deliberately monotonous because, and and he can't get quite to the emotional core because, like, their their child is missing mm. at the start of this, and it's almost as though he can't feel anything, and yeah. it's like he can't even he he literally can't bring himself to do anything about it because he's just so numb to it, and it's like he has to become. The very thing he's suppressing in order to even get motivated think, to do something. I you think know? I
1: kind of disagree a little bit though, because I thought this was like just as good as the first one. But I kind of feel like this is now starting to feel like a complete piece. Like so, yeah. So it's kind of like. Yeah, the first one was such an explosion out of the gate. Yeah, and proved like how great it could be, and now it's just we're on for the ride. And, and I agree with you. Like, on don't that. Don't you think like the most annoying thing about this is we have to wait a seri- month? That's, exactly, like, what yeah. that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. It's exactly what I was going to say. this is the first time Paul and Nick's been serialized. Yes, you know. Yes. I mean
2: he's done short stories and things, yeah. but this is the first time we've had to wait. Like it's not like you know you sit down with most Paul and Nick novels. Yeah. I think you'll agree. Yes, you
1: sit down, you read the whole thing in a night. Yeah, I, yeah. Like and most of them, I've done in two or three sittings. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: and then but this this is the first time we've actually had to wait. A year, I guess, because it's yeah. 12 issues or something. Yeah, I, don't know I guess how long so, it is. yeah. To see the 12, story maybe, play out. Yeah. I don't know how many issues know, it is, yeah. but we'll have to wait, like, you know, at least the better part of a year to yeah. see this play out.
1: And I think it's absolutely genius. Have you
2: read
0: it, Dave? Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, I actually really agree with you, Dave, because I actually like this actually better than the first issue. Interesting. Um, because what I found with the first issue was it was just a brain explosion. It was like, I'm back, here it yeah. is, here's Fight Club, right? Mm. And it's just this explosion of images and everything else. It's almost like he's gone. Okay, now we've got a story to tell. Yeah, and he starts the mm. story, yeah. and this actually, this played. I was fascinated by this mm. book, and I actually yeah, I, I read re- this
1: few times. Actually. Yeah, I actually yeah. really yeah.
0: enjoyed this issue, and I really enjoyed the reveals going mm. through it. I really, I, I like the fact that she comes clean with him that she's having an affair. Yes, but it's with, she being you know, Marla. Yeah. Marla, Marla, but being yeah. it's basically an affair with him. Yeah, but it's not him mm. because it's. it's- it's Tyler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and I love the fact that they they go to the insurance adjuster because of their house burning down, and their and their child. But then it's like, well, actually, there's a flag raised. Yes. Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. one, of, you know? one
2: of the things I love about this book, though, and and this is this is you contrast it with the first Fight Club. The first Fight Club is told from the perspective of who we now know to be Sebastian, right? Um, mm-hmm. With 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 this this figure inside him wanting to burst out, which is Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. He, but it's it it's it's kind of Sebastian is powerless to stop that. Sebastian is is kind of almost the agent of Tyler Durden. Here, we're almost getting the story told from the perspective of Tyler Durden, who is now trapped inside yes. Trying to Sebastian. Trying Sebastian, yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole thing is just, it, 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 it's genius spin on it. Mm. And it's actually, Paul and Nick's, if you get a chance online this week, go and look up um, Fight Club for Kids. <laughs> okay, because um, Paulinek has done this, like you know, reading a bedtime story yeah. Yeah. of a Fight Club, and he, mm-hmm. he can't help himself but going off the rails, and he's like, you know, and they just wail on him, and in the movie he's played by Jared Leto, who's basically <laughs> yeah. a model, so you get to yeah, see this beautiful man to you you to ever a messy, strudgy, you know, yeah. and it's you know, and and it's just actually you know, it's really funny, but he at the start of it he goes, you know, uh, hi, I'm Chuck Paulinek, the author of Fight Club, and pretty much just fight club
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and yeah. and some of that's coming through in this as yes. well like his frustrations of, if i'm gonna have to live with this fight club thing forever yeah you know what how do i how do i continue to to tell like do a sequel to that story yes. and that's the
1: that's exactly one of the things yeah. that had had me really worried as such a big fan of his work it's like the paul nick's so well known for like mixing really hard reality with with something that's really messed up yeah and like Really beyond the pale, but it never goes guts. to that. That well, guts, for example, <laughs> yeah. yeah or anything in that book, Haunted, which is a must read, yeah. but it's like, um, like he's they're, they're grounded in reality to the point where they they possibly do occur. All his yeah. stories, like they're they're never beyond the pale. Like Survivor, like, I would love to see adapted into oh, something, Survivor would which be would be amazing. amazing. Yeah, they were going to do that, I think. At but one, stage, 9/11 and 9-11 stopped it, it, yeah. stopped it, and um, and Choke has been adapted, I think, quite. Mm. It's pretty average. The yeah. book's amazing. Did they
2: do Invisible Monsters? Yeah. No, they never
1: no. did. They were going to do that with Jessica Beale right. at one yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. I really think they should do Um Haunted as a as a miniseries. I think. Mm. can give have one person do the bridging thing and then have individual directors come in and do story. Choke each, was each the same story. Rockwell adaptation, wasn't it? Yes. That was That's, directed by um Phil Colson. Clark oh, Gregg. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Um the the reason why Choke sort of fails is that it, as a movie, in my opinion, is because it's all good and well up until the end where it just dismisses the, the entire third act of the novel. It, it yeah. finishes yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the third act of that novel is insane and, and yeah. makes the rest of the story. So it's odd that they dismissed it there. But basically like where, where I was heading with that conversation is like that the worry about this is like that why not do Fight Club 2 as a novel, right? Like, because yeah. I was having a conversation with my friend who had read the book too, was that like, if it had been a novel, it, it potentially would have been a blockbuster novel. Like oh, it, it it would have it. just like been a best-selling thing, you know. Hmm. But On they, pre-orders,
2: it would have sold, you know, more alo- than... Yeah. Exactly,
1: alone. And the kind of thing is like with doing it as a comic book, you kind of have to have that question, well, is it worth doing as a book, right? And this here, like Cameron Stewart's involvement in it, who's the artist, is like phenomenal. The way they panel everything out, the way that it's like told visually and it's you know Mm, mm. like do you guys agree like it's
2: just
0: absolutely I I I think the book is amazing I'm trying to
1: bring it up on screen now because I actually went to and I
2: think I mentioned this when we were talking about the first issue I saw um, Paul Cameron Stewart Dave Stewart Mm. and um, the editor um, Scott Alley, all talking at Emerald City Comic Con earlier this year, and and one of the things I remember, I'm just trying to see if I can find the quote. Why are you looking up?
1: Of- I want to hear a bit more f- from Dave as yeah. well. Like, um, well, no, I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, that's really all I've got. To say. I was, I'm not, I'm not as uh, as well versed in his writing as you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the only thing I know of him is I know of the film adaptation of Choke, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was much, which was anything special, and Fight Club. Yeah. And so for me, basically, this is this is coming on as a sequel to the film more than it's a sequel to the book yes. for me. And as a sequel to the film, I think that they've actually really captured what the film had attempted to do. Yeah. And I and as somebody who hasn't read the book um, or the novel that it comes from, mm. I'm having no trouble moving into. These no, that's one interesting
1: thing. How it, it the totally thing is, the film, the film is the is novel.
2: A, yeah, what I was going to say, but the yeah. thing is, the film is such a great adaptation. Mm. Yeah, and I think it. Yes. I think I think I hope we hope we all agree on that. Yeah. But it is yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's a, almost a screenplay. Like barring yeah. like the final moment, I want to. Yeah. I just want to add one. Yeah, exactly. Barring yeah. that final scene, because I just want to quickly before you go on, really, really briefly, it's like the depiction of Paper House. Yes, is yes. like depicted exactly how it is in the film. Yeah, like. You know, and and in the book, he gives you enough description, but in here, it is literally like a tracing of, of yeah, right the, down yeah. to the black uniform, like the, the,
2: everything that they're wearing, everything yeah. they're doing, yeah. But is
1: yeah, um, one panel but yeah on the Sebastian looks issue? nothing like Edward Norton, you know. There's one panel in oh, on the
2: first
0: issue. they doesn't look issue? anything like him, either. Yeah. And that's the thing they've they've made them but their own characters. Yes, but that's yeah,
2: probably yeah. a likeness rights thing as well. No, probably. But there's maybe, there's, maybe, there's one yeah. panel in the first issue where they're like their faces are obscured, but it's clearly the back half of Edward Norton's head and the and the back half of mm. um um. um Brad Pitt, that guy. Who's that obscure actor? Yes. Um, Brad Pitt's there. The one thing I just want to mention before we move on was the um, at that Emerald City Comic-Con panel, he said, I'm going to talk about the Spike Club thing for the rest of my life. I may as well expand the world. And this will appeal to you, Dave. Mm. He says, apart from the fact that he's going to be partly set during the final days of the last book, shifting between the past and the future, he was seeking to build a Stephen King-style mythology Referencing HP Lovecraft and the kind of broader wow. world that he wished to establish. He said previous characters, says Paul and Nick, will all come back in completely surprising ways. Oh, that's exciting. So Ooh, I, yeah. I love that yeah. tease. And we've got yeah. we've got another, you know, I think eight at least another eight issues or something to go on this yeah. thing. And I think so. as
1: as it stands now, I just got two things to say. As it stands, this is my favorite comic book of the year so far we've only only two issues in because it's everything oh. I love about comics and I, I know that I'm biased to Chuck Polnick, but like you know I'm biased because I think he's one of the best writers Whoa. working you know um so it's no surprise that it's amazingly well written but like the added level is like being a comic book lover is that this is just like it's comic books 101 to an extreme for me mm. it's like it, it's everything Scott McCloud's talked about <laughs> it's everything that how a comic book should be paced there's no Enormous amounts of exposition, ooh, which ooh, is also ooh. one thing coming from a, a novelist that, oh, that it moves at that a swift pace. You know, it's, it's it's tight. It, it uses panels in terms of their size and their their framing to create movement and to create like, or like confinement or to create like, monotony. As a show, we're called know? behind the panels. Yeah, and this is this is there's so much going on behind the panels in yeah. there. You know, like uh, it, it just is a stellar stellar work. Like it's phenomenal. Like you
2: you you're flicking through a few pages there. Like there, there's moments where he's like so confined, like. They're sort of depicting him being trapped, like in the first issue as well, depicting him being trapped in his suburban life. So how does they deploy that? A whole series of really precise individual panels, like 15 panels on a page or something. And it's like, who does that? Who does that? And it's amazing. And he actually said um, in that interview that I saw um, that he wrote the script and he pulled back the dialogue just so it could be a more... Um, art-driven thing. It was mm. like him learning the language of comics. But as yeah. you say, he gets it right off the bat. Off the bat. Yeah. Like, you know, I've and seen so, so many. Comic, I've yeah. seen so many novelists come to comics, and their first two issues. And Captain Smith, even mm. as a filmmaker, his like first two issues that he did was so. Like you look at the first two issues of Daredevil, mm. were just so dialogue-heavy. Like you almost forgot that the art was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know, obviously, he he gets his his, mm-hmm. his rhythm going by the third or fourth issue. You're right. For his mm. first comic foray. Boom! Right out the bat, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing.
1: And, I, and um, just if, if you are someone that's never read Paul Nick, I I just think that like um he's got a book of short stories that's just come out, which I haven't yes. had a chance to get yet. But um if you're looking for a recommendation to jump in, I, I would I would go for the first Fight Club. Yeah, like of in partic- even though you've probably seen the movie, but the first Fight Club is very very small. It's not that long a read, but it's it's an incredible work as it should be. And then get haunted. I would agree. I yeah. would agree
2: completely. I also would throw haunted in is in
1: my top five books I've ever read. I would and, throw in
2: yeah. Survivor because yeah. I really love that book, mm-hmm. and I would also throw in what was the book about the what was the story about the haunted story Lullaby wasn't it? Lullaby. I really yeah. love that. Yeah, the I haunted really poem that, that haunted kills poem. babies. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I'll just give the quick pitch for Haunted. Just yeah, the real quick pitch. It's a it's a, a madman hosts a, a writing retreat for aspiring writers inside an abandoned theater. And then they're, they're there to spend two weeks writing short stories. Um, but what happens is when they get there, they're immediately locked off and they're they're chained up and um, they're not fed, they've put, got no water, they're locked in there for two weeks. And the whole thing is the short stories written by them are interspersed throughout the novel. Mm-hmm. But as they get more and more starved and as they, they get more and more de- depraved and deprived of basic needs their stories become more and more and more messed up as the book goes on mm. and so like not only do you get like this amazing overarching story you also get like 10 or 15 amazing short stories yeah. from Paul that are the most deprived and crazy and like, almost life-altering in a way. Make it as an anthology. You'll, you'll never look at a doll the same way, I'll say. <laughs> make, make it as an anthology. Get 15 different directors on it.
2: Um, the uh, Look, I'll just run through quickly uh, some of the other stuff that came out this week because it wasn't, you know, there's nothing exciting, exciting there. Um, there's three new DC titles that came out. Um, again, I've reviewed them all on the site, so I won't waste your time here. But... Um, Go behind the panels.net for them, but Green Lantern: The Lost Army is a really, really cool concept because it's basically the Green Lantern Corps meets Star Trek Voyager.
3: Because
2: hmm. it's like a, it's a small group led by John Stewart and a few other people, and they find themselves lost in space, basically, and they have to try and work out one where they are. They're in a completely different squad quadrant. Squadron. Quadrant. <laughs> um, they they're inside a squirrel. Uh, it's what I found. Uh, a squirrel squadron. Don't get me excited. A squadron. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really surrealist stuff. Um, no, it, they they different squad a squadron. <laughs> they're in a squadron of space, Fair enough. and uh, they have to find their way back. A few surprising cameos in the first issue, including the last page, is a character I think you will enjoy um, seeing turning up in uh, the middle of this Green Lantern book. So definitely want to check out. Um, Justice League 3001. I actually caught up on all of Justice League 3000 for the purposes of reading that issue. And I want, I found two things. One, Justice League 3000 was a really funny book. Um, it was because it's written by Keith Giffen and J.M. Um, um with Howard Porter on art. It's a little bit, it's got kind of got the vibe that, that Star-Lord Conquest book had right? Um, that we did a while back, you know, the one that introduced mm-hmm. the Guardians. It's kind yep. of got that sense of humour to it. Um, and it's this group of uh, Justice League. And this just sort of moves it forward um, a year. And the story of Justice League 3000 is that they've resurrected um, through DNA, implanting DNA into other humans, so they basically sacrifice these humans every time they resurrect a hero. Right. Um, Which they all struggle with morally, except for Superman, who's a complete asshole. Um, And uh, so it's all these. You've got this really boorish asshole um, of Superman. You've got um, Guy Gardner's been resurrected in the body of a woman, but he's still basically Guy Gardner. (laughs) 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 So all this sort of stuff's happening. It's actually a really clever book. I I encourage people who haven't given it a chance yet to go and check it out. Um, And we are Robin is not what I thought it was going to be. It's a group of people. We are many. <laughs> it's, it, cause it starts up because the first issue basically concentrates on this kid whose parents went missing during Endgame, and he's a street rat basically now, and he ends up getting picked up this crew, crew in, in the very end who were kind of trying to pay tribute to the bat by being you know, a, a group of um, vigilantes. But the actual execution of the story is really, really, really solid. So I'd be curious to see. It's, it's really street-level but youth-centred as well. So, it's not done sort of, you know, super totes and maze balls like <laughs> um, Batgirl youth-centric, but it somehow manages to speak to that audience without being patronizing. So, I quite I quite like what it's doing. Um, Age of Ultron versus Marble Zombies. That was pretty crazy. It was pretty nuts. This is a Secret Wars book, of mm-hmm. course, yeah. which is anything goes. Well, what really. I find
0: amazing about this book is that actually nothing <laughs> happens. Yeah. Really. <laughs> No. Nothing happens for three quarters of this book. It is them standing on top of the shield, the wall, yeah. talking. It's almost like
2: <laughs> for all the Secret Why Wars books. All the Secret Wars <laughs> books that go, right, what's your craziest concept you've got? Well, you know, uh, I've got Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. Awesome. Can you stretch it out over six months? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and, and so that you have these issues where nothing happens. So in,
0: in it, uh, effectively in this one what we've got is we've got a steampunk era Hank Pym yes, who has been working on the Metal Men or the, mm. the, the robotic the, – what is it? The, I can't even remember how it's, he describes it. Yeah, it's but, like he's Mechanical, yeah, mechanical Man. Mechanical Man or whatever Something, it is, yeah. who's basically wronged somehow probably because of his work with the Mechanical Man, has wronged uh, uh, God Doom mm. and so is being sentenced to the S.H.I.E.L.D which is we know is on the other side of the shield. Do not be praised. Do not be praised. <laughs> on the other side of the shield are the Marvel zombies, etc. And they basically say to him, and the whole of the conversation on the wall is basically, there are three worlds on the other side of the shield. There's the zombies, mm. there's the Ultrons, and there's one other, which I can't remember what I've they are. I've forgotten
2: it too, yeah. The wildlings
0: and they say which, where do you want to go and he goes well the Ultron's interesting <laughs> so he, at the very end of it he boards a Galact- he boards a sentinel and they take him over to the mm. Ultron world and then there's the last pet reveal which is where we finally see a zombie yeah. but he's going to go so nothing happened in this okay. book
2: <laughs> it, It's something similar kind of happens with E is for extinction which is basically Grant Morrison's um, X-Men Oh, well, is this Grant um, Morrison? It's not Grant Morrison, oh, okay, but it's it's, right. it's his Grant Morrison. The X-Men. whole thing
0: is like an uh, yeah. uh, what's well,
2: an imitation? Though. Yeah, well, Chris Burnham does the art, and, yeah, he, right. and he's gone full quietly on it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and it's sort of sitting there, and all the they're all losing the powers, and there's this group of young X Men. It's, it's basically the the future of that, and you know, all these young X Men are kind of going, oh, um, you know old man over here is it's like Scott Summers it's like old man over here and I kind of don't like the way he's drawn Scott Summers because he looks <laughs> like he's got a beer gut to start yeah. with but then later on he's like fit as a fiddle so I it's love the fact weird. that
0: they're all talking about secondary mutations because they're all so old now they're all getting their secondary mutations Sessions. and Wolverine's secondary mutations he seems to have gotten taller, taller.
2: yeah he's had a growth spurt <laughs> <laughs> he's like 8 foot tall now
0: because <laughs> they're all like weren't you short?
2: yeah <laughs> but, but the, the funny thing is it's kind of like it, not a lot happens in no. it, but it's again it's gonna go for six issues. Once or again though the most
0: interesting character in the entire thing though is Magneto again.
2: Magneto, yeah, who's yeah. quite old by yeah. this stage. Um but it's it it is interesting, so it's kind of like the, the 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 insanely illogical sequel to to um the original um E is for Extinction. So interesting, but there is a, a Grant Morrison book coming out next week. I'll mm. talk about that in a moment. Yes, um, the Korvac saga. Quickly mentioned, that was that has the original Guardians of the Galaxy right. in it, um, who are now actually um, the guardsmen for um, Lord, like Baron Korvac. Right. Um, so they, they, he's you know, and they, they and a competing fiefdom is the a version of the Avengers. And they're kind of not really getting along and there's mm-hmm. been a murder and they've got to investigate it and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's interesting, but I guess I, read, I I read one review that said, you know what, the ultimate mark of a comic is whether it left you with any impression. And he said, I had no impression really left from this and I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just... It was a comic. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt about the co- I wanted really to like it because it had the original Guardians, not not um, the Abnett Landing Guardians, mm, but the original Yondu Guardians. and yeah. Captain Universe and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, um, How the Duck number four is just a delight. It's, uh, <laughs> he, it's, it's uh, How the Duck goes into um, the Netherworld with Doctor Strange. There's you have a oh, better pitch. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. and actually, and, is that secret and, wars? But, but how, finds how him playing poker away? in there, and he's just told, "Oh, I, I sometimes Because It's Wong as he's offsider, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes I told Wong that I was fighting a demon because I just get sick of him sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that a secret wars tie-in? <laughs> it's it's the cover is like not secret wars, not secret secret wars. Uh, something and it's, it's like it's it, it, it's it's nominally a Secret Wars okay, tie, right. but it's not really okay, sure. at all. Yeah. and it's got it's got some reference to the original Secret Wars in there as well. Okay, it, cool. it barely ties in. It just being How the Duck, it just does what it does. Mm. So it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, Next week, anything else we've read, boys, this week?
0: I read two indies. There was actually mm. one from um, IDW called uh, Dead Squad. Yep. Um, Ayala's, Ayala, Ayala Tal is what it's called. <laughs> it's basically about an Israeli soldier, uh, and she basically gets discouraged by holding because of loss of family, and what have you, and she ends up joining. Uh, a group of mercenaries uh, and the, it's told kind of in flashback because she starts in jail mm. and it's all about her becoming what she's known as the angel of death and she's a sniper and it's an intriguing tale i like to see more issues before we go any further but the one that was actually really intriguing and I do recommend you have a look at it just because the artwork is really something special it's a, a book called Empty Zone
3: mm. um,
0: from Image and it's got this really unique kind of uh, almost watercolor style uh, art and it's basically a science fiction uh, tale about a half she's she's a courier slash basically goes out and does things for people mm. um, she's got robotic parts on her. She's having nightmares about dead boyfriends. She's just a mess in every way. But her power seems to be that when she actually goes, she goes and extracts information Mm -hmm. um, from other people because it's very much like a Johnny Mnemonic style world (laughs) where people are actually carrying data in them. And she goes up and she can literally extract the data from them. Um, And so she's out being a thief, basically. Um, Intriguing first issue and well worth having a look at this world that they're creating because it's this very dark... Uh, uh, very dark almost Blade Runner-ish kind of world Mm. Um, so yeah have a look at that if you get a chance as well that's cool
2: I've got it on my iPad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anything else Dave? no I haven't had a chance to read much but you're going to be excited about some of the stuff that's coming out next week which is the first of July Uh, there's a book called Spire there's a barbed wire comic coming (laughs) out for next week right. yeah so that looks kind of cool And, and they've gone like the covers the full like Pamela Anderson look um, there's another Bob's Burgers number one coming out. So Rebooted already? I guess so, yeah. Uh, there's a, a new series of Will Eisner's The Spirit, so it's taking that character and, and doing something mm-hmm. new with it. Grant Morrison's got a new book called 18 Days Number One. I know nothing about it, and I probably still yeah. won't know anything about it by the end of the first I issue. I if,
1: if this was related to the thing he did with the, the uh, Buddhism, the Hinduism. Ooh, n- it I'm could never, be. I've never read it, but I think it's called 28 Days, that Interesting. Thing. I'm not sure. I'll have to have a look. Look it up. I, I, yeah. I will check it out. I'm talking out of out I don't know one one of your orifices. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm
2: look. I'll read anything Morrison when it comes out. Yeah. Same as you, so yeah, I'll check that out. Mickey Mouse number one. So it's another IDW uh, uh, release. That one there. So Disney's still not doing anything with their own stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Onyx number one, Eight House number one, um, and. Uh, In terms of the Marvel stuff, the the Secret Wars stuff, there's going to be a Red Skull comic coming out next week. And finally, Secret Wars number four, yes, which is the next big chapter in the main uh, Secret Wars thing. But the the really big book that's coming out next week, in fact so big that we're going to make it our pick of the week as Mm -hmm. an experiment, um, is the first issue of We Stand on Guard. Uh, which is by Image Comics. Mm-hmm. And that's actually Brian K. Vaughan's new book. And mm-hmm. if you've listened to any of our shows, we know we love Brian K. Vaughan. Yes. He's
1: I think we'll just say it now. This is comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just assuming. Yeah. Can, can I just have a bone to pick? I got a bone to pick with the Eisner nominations. Mm. Um, that the sculptor didn't get, get any nominations. And I, I am. Did it come out too late? I have no idea why. I just I, no, I would dude, like if anyone knows to I think to it. Just, I think it came out yeah. too late. Yeah, okay, I right. Think so yeah. I think, don't think they. Because
2: they're not announced until. July, like the the awards don't get announced until July, uh, but I think the um, they'll, they'll get announced during oh, the. Okay, San Diego so it'll be, a, it'll be a next. Be I a would next imagine year. it'll be next year's one. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way it wouldn't get nominated. Yeah, it's I was just like yeah, I can't no. believe that. Um, yeah. I think it just missed out on the cut or whatever it was because it only came out this year. Yeah. Like so, there you go. Um, let's get through some of the news. We got some big news this week. Um, before we move on to the Pick of the Week as we normally do. And we're also going to be introducing a brand new section um, after the Pick of the Week, so stick around for that. And Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios have found their new Peter Parker or Spider-Man in Tom Holland. John Watts will direct the 2017 film.
0: Dark Horse is now on Comixology. That means things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hellboy, Sin City and 300 can now be bought from the digital comic store.
2: Marvel will release new comics for Doctor Strange and a Miles Morales-led Spider-Man. Uh,
0: in the U.S. fall following Secret Wars. Still on Marvel, Captain Marvel will get a new writer later this year as Agent Carter showrunners Tara Butters and Michelle Fazakis take over from Kelly Sue DeConnick alongside artist Chris Anka.
2: Mark Wade, Mahmoud Asra, and Abbott Adam Kubert, uh, that's too many Kuberts, uh, will create the all-new All Different Avengers post-Secret Wars, while writer James Robinson and artist London Kirk will launch uh, Squadron Supreme.
0: Uh, more post-Secret War announcements include a new ongoing Uncanny Inhumans from Charles Sewell and Steve McNiven, a brand new Totally Awesome Hulk, who isn't Bruce Banner, <laughs> from Frank Cho, Greg Pack, and the return of A-Force and Spider-Gwen.
2: Zombie and The Flash will return to the C- CW on October sixth, while Arrow Season 4, yay, will debut on October 7.
0: Michael Keaton will return to the world of comic books on screen, when he produces and stars in an adaptation of Imagine Agents by Brian Joins and Bakkan.
2: And finally, the community suffered a massive loss this week with the death of composer James Horner, who died in a plane crash. Uh, in addition to his scores for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, which we love, and Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, uh, he did Braveheart, and of course, Titanic, uh, you comic book fans will probably know him from The Rocketeer and more recently, The Amazing Spider-Man. He will be very, very missed. Uh, so much so, I'm going to play just a little bit for, to refresh your memory a bit from his Amazing Spider-Man score. Cool. Let's bring that down a bit so we can talk over the top of it. What an amazing! What what yeah. a, a massive loss! I mean, oh, it's, and it's funny because yeah. Dave. I mean, we're not doing a geek actually this week, but mm. normally we would be playing something from James Horner. Yeah. Uh, or, or, all the time, or, or, yeah. All the time because of your Star Trek run yeah. at the moment. So no,
1: I mean, like, um, I'm a, I don't know, I've spoken about this a lot on Geek actually, but I'm a big soundtrack collector, and um, and James Horner has been just a part of what I've been listening to for years. Oh, absolutely. Since I, can yeah. I mean, and, I've been listening to James. for I was, so I was actually just, I was, devastated yeah. by this. I've
0: been listening yeah. to James Horner soundtracks from way back in the day of things like Battle Beyond the Stars, mm. 48 Hours, you know, it's like yeah. you go back and you have Commando um, and you listen. You go back and look, listen to some of his early stuff. Brainstorm is mm. just an amazing soundtrack. Um, go right, right back to Aliens. You know, and, um, and
2: I think, you know, the Titanic score is probably one of the biggest selling soundtracks of all mm, time. Yeah. And
0: interestingly mm. enough, not one of my favourites. No, but, no. But
1: a huge seller. But yeah. Um, I think Cocoon as well. Yeah, Cocoon. One of my favourite uh, soundtracks Poly of 13. all
0: time was actually the sound to the film Glory. Ah, uh, uh, yes, with of Matthew course. Broderick yeah, and, yeah. and Denzel Washington. Oh, I love and, Glory. And yeah. that soundtrack is yes. amazing. You know, yeah. um, he was he was a truly amazing composer who started really young. Uh, but a lot of people don't know this. But when he actually, we actually did a profile on James Horner on the Old Geek actually show years and years and years ago. Mm. And looking him up when he first was starting out as a composer on things like Battle Beyond the Stars, he's in his twenties. Yeah, he was very young. amazing. He yeah, also like,
1: did all the, um, the Jack Ryan films, too, I think. Uh, maybe he maybe it all. not the. Uh, Basil Polidaris new... did the first one. Oh, of course, so. yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, no, he, was, he started off basically working for Roger Corman. Mm. And he did all the Battle on the Stars, Humanoids, mm. um, and so forth. And if you haven't heard the soundtrack to The Wolfen, uh, it is a phenomenal soundtrack.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, so many. I mean, Star Trek 2, 48 Hours, Kroll, uh, Gorky Park, Star oh, Trek 3, Cocoon, as Dave said, Commando, Aliens. Mm -hmm. you know of course um you know, an American Tale, which we're mm. just talking about. The name of the rose, and you uh, look at and you look
0: at the the quality. Willow, you, know, you look at the difference of his sort of soundtracks as well. When you go from things like Willow and Star Trek, which are big epics, mm. and then you take it to something like Batteries Not Included, or which Honey is like I the kids, you yeah, know? exactly. And you know? Batteries Not Included is basically a big band score. Yes, yeah. and it's yeah. like you sit there and go, "This does not sound like Horner at all," you know.
2: Which is yeah, because a lot of composers, his contemporaries, have a have a distinctive sound. Mm. When and I think one of his strengths was his flexibility. I mean, just look at the range of films that he's done. Go through the. It's got to be hundreds of films that he's he's scored for here since the seventies. Mm. It's just phenomenal. So he, I mean, look, he apparently he was working on uh, Southpaw for Antoine Fuqua. I think oh, he yeah. actually finished it. Um, so yeah, oh, did he? Oh, awesome! I can't wait to watch Southpaw. Yeah. That yeah. that will be his last um, score by the sounds of things. But even I mean, television work. He did dozens of ooh, dozens ooh. of things as well, including tales from the clip, crypt, crypt episodes, and amazing stories, of course, uh, for, for Spielberg. So, oh, Captain EO, and don't forget the ooh. CBS Evening News score. So, yeah. um, oh, Captain EO, yeah, of course. Yeah. The um, he did the, the incidental
1: stuff, Michael for Jackson it, yeah. thing, yeah, <coughs> the short film that which was, at, was at, that, at Disney. Was that John Landis did Captain EO? No, it's no, Fritz no, no, Coppola. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, damn.
2: And they brought that back briefly after the death of MJ. They they'd yeah. removed it from the park from the Disney parks for, for less uh, for controversial reasons, you actually can mm-hmm. yeah, find yeah.
0: it uh, on YouTube. Oh, now.
2: of course you can. Yeah. yeah, but the 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 park thing was an experience. Yeah. It was a whole. Well, whole it was thing. it
0: was a legendary thing, and from here in Australia, we always wanted to experience Captain EO because it was all they had the cinema rigged and it was a four D experience. It yeah. had all the other things mm. going on, and we'd read so much about it. It was uh, special effects by Industrial Light and Magic. Francis yes. Ford Coppola was directing it. George Lucas produced it, um, and it was like all of this mad. And We were going, oh, we so want to experience this. And of course, I never did get to experience mm. that in cinemas. Oh, did I. Cinemas. And they brought
2: it back. When they brought it back and I was in a Disney park and I missed the revival by a week. Ah. Ah. So uh, it was unfortunate. They just closed it down yeah. again. But, look, you know, uh, as you said, you can find these things online, but Horner will be absolutely missed. And I'm surprised he did so few superhero films. Um, when I was going through it. But you know Danny it, Elfman had that market wrap. Yeah, he, he he never <laughs> seemed to stand still. Yeah. So I don't think he would have done, you know, the same type of score twice, except he mm. did Star Trek Two and Three. <laughs> there's a great yeah. there's but, a great
0: quote, not by James Horner, but it's actually by um I think it's Mark Isham actually said it when uh, he was asked to do the Adams family and he, he actually said, So Danny Elfman's busy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, I think that was kind of the feeling of superhero films mm. at the time. Right. Was like, yeah. <laughs>
2: So, look, you know, uh, I guess we'll, we'll get out of this. It is a sad note, but we will go on to uh, our, our, the reason we're here, which is the Kick-Ass Pick of the Week.
0: Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's, it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the Pick of the
1: Week. Annihilus, Lord of the Native Zone,
3: has reascended to power more dangerous and more deadly than ever before. Would he and his native
2: zone armies make another renewed assault on our universe? In
1: search of the source of infinite power, a fragile alliance of the universe's most unlikely protectors will form the star. Now the Guardian of the Galaxy, Gladiator, Adam Warlock, and more,
3: must unite like never before. Could it be that the fate of everything
2: lies in the hands of Thanos from legendary creator Jim Starr? This is the sequel to Thanos the Infinity Revelation. This
3: is Thanos the Infinity Relativity.
0: What a lovely singing Singing voice. That that guy was great. He just came around to my house this morning, laid down that truck. That's very cool.
2: Yeah, he's amazing. You should hear him ordering coffee. (laughs) Uh, It's fantastic. Now, this interesting book, because we did did the first book, Infinity Revelation, was it earlier this year? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Um, And this relativity has had so little promotion.
0: Like no, I, I went to buy it yesterday, and it was buried at the back of our local comic book store. I mean, literally buried down the back.
2: Dude, I went to the Marvel website to get a bit of information about this, and it—I had to like search three times under different areas to, to find anything on it. Like that's mm. how little information there was. Also, about this.
0: I mean, just out of a curiosity. All right, I'm not encouraging this at all, mm. but I actually had a look at a couple of the torrent sites around,
2: which you soon won't be able to in
0: Australia. It is mm. not even out there. This book is like it's it's, it's the invisible book. I know it's amazing. It's really bizarre. It's um, but do buy it because it's actually one of the new graphic novel mm -hmm. line from Marvel, and the presentation is fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, it is. We've we've been looking at all these original graphic novels. it's. I think we've 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 covered them all except for no more humans. I think which, which we been, were going
0: to, but then we skipped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I,
2: that was totally my fault. I think I was going through a breakup at the time. No, but um, we actually said we don't
0: need to do this. We don't need anyway. to do. It. Yeah, it was,
2: it was a choice of we could record a show this week or we could not.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't do that. But the thing is, I I think we all found when we're talking about it. I didn't go back and listen to the to the the last episode we did, which I I planned to do. Um, but I think we all kind of agreed on on infinity revelation that it was not impenetrable, but it was definitely a more existentialist kind of book. There was a lot more kind of high-concept stuff happening. Let's be
0: honest here. It's Jim Starlin. Starlin. This is what Jim Starlin does.
2: And he's reined himself back a little bit this Mm. time. Uh, This is more of a linear story, um, which I won't recap because I think that that beautiful Mm -hmm. deep voice did (laughs) um, at the start of it. But, yeah, it is very much, you know, Annihilus is attacking and Thanos has to... Band together with these heroes and Adam Warlock, who become who, who's a bit of a, a unknown quantity now, mm. um, to to fight back, and and that is basically the story in a nutshell. And yes, a lot of other complex things happen in there as well, but it's a very linear story in that sense.
0: It's very linear, but it also Jim Starlin manages to weave his very cosmic view into what he does and when you read Jim Starlin stuff he always has he always has this very kind of out there way with the cosmic universe it's one of the things that Abnett Landing, I think actually managed to rein in yeah um but Starlin has always had this concept of you know I mean let's face it I mean spoilers and all for one of our picks but I mean to ha- the idea of having a universe and a body is a yeah. very Starlin idea <laughs> yeah and, and I love the
2: notion and and I love that that Stalin's got this 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 sort of over, this overarching view of the Marvel cosmic universe because let's face it he he co-created. Well, he's the godfather. He's the godfather. He's of, the godfather. Yeah. But but not just his stuff. It's not like he, he's ignored. Like you go okay, I wrote the Infinity Watch, you know, years ago, yeah. and which is this does kind of follow because um, you know Pip the Troll and all those mm, characters yeah. who don't appear in the Marvel U at all anymore. Mm. You know they're all here, but he also has acknowledged all the stuff that Abnett and Lanning did. Um, in his guardians, they're their guardians. And of the Galaxy. Bendis is doing, now. and that Bendis is doing yeah. now because you know they're basically in the Bendis costumes, and they acknowledge all that. Um, I, I don't necessarily care for him. We'll get to the art in a moment, but I don't care for his depiction of. Gru. But also, let's get let's get <laughs> um, let's, let's be very but,
0: honest. I mean, Star Lord looks like he's from the movie. Yes, yes. So as he's Star Lord's paying attention to yeah. what's going on,
2: so it's kind of like yeah, it, it is. It is a. Yeah, exactly, and he he's, So he's he's aware of the cosmic universe, no matter who's written it. Mm. So he is kind of like you could almost go to Stalin at this point and go right. So who does who does what? Yep. What's the history of this character? And that's what I love about it because let's face it, we've all been pretty heavily into this, uh, the cosmic universe yeah. um,
0: since. I'm pretty invested in the cosmic universe. Yeah, so, yeah. since the Abner. But I mean, like run. the
1: the the three of us have been with Jim Stalin on this since I guess like the Infinity Gauntlet and all the way through. Like yeah, yeah. You know, um, so we kind of have to read this.
2: Yeah. yeah. At, at the very least, we've been, you know, uh, invested in this universe since Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And, and this, in a way, even I'll though... i take it
0: back a bit further, actually. I think we've probably been invested in this universe since the death of Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it, no. we've, we, we go back to the early 80s with this. You yeah. know what I mean? Starlin, yeah, 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 he, was, he was the founder yeah. of yeah, all oh, of absolutely. this. absolutely. We
2: did do uh, Death of Captain yeah, Marvel, didn't we? You know, and Yeah, no, absolutely. And
0: and he is the man who created Thanos. So, yeah. you know, it's like this is his baby, you know, yeah. and it's like he's bringing his baby to what feels like a conclusion in a way, yeah. you know? it's
2: It's interesting because you've got, um, and 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 spoilers and all, but the the final page on this teases um, Thanos, the Infinity finale, yes, <laughs> which yes. will be the next one in the. In yeah. thing. Um, I I yeah, you're right. He does feel like he's bringing this story to a conclusion. Thanos has been born, and oh,
0: Thanos uh, isn't going mm-hmm. anywhere. I mean, he's a cash cow for
2: them, and so. you know, yeah. and, and obviously he's going to be the star of the next two yeah. big Avengers films. Mm. But what I've loved about the Thanos character, and this is something Stalin acknowledges very well how how malleable that character is, is both a hero and a villain. Mm. And that's something that this book does. It's almost a direct line through sequel to Annihilation. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that, and I think we all remember, I think it was for Annihilation, there was that 12-issue Thanos uh, yes, maxi-series. Which, which is brilliant. Which is basically a, a Western, a man with no name.
0: It was Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it um, was Thanos is basically stripped of his ar- ar- Stripped yeah. of all of his <laughs> <laughs> stripped yeah. of all of his armor and just like a pilgrim. Yeah. Basically trying to figure out who he was in the universe. And, you know?
2: and and it's almost that Thanos that's kind of made his way here. Mm. You know? And I love that. I love that it's that Thanos is because like, for those of you who've only seen the movies, Thanos is just like this big ass, you know, big, 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 big badass. You know, entity that just grins a lot and it looks like he's about to, you know, start some shit, mm. and that's all you know of him.
0: But in the comic books, this is a this is a character who has gone toe to toe with Galactus.
2: Yeah, and he's never been one thing. No, you know, and 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 here he's genuinely fearful of what the potential of Adam Warlock has become.
0: And he's fascinated by Adam Warlock, and this is one of the things I find intriguing about both. Revelation and relativity is the fact that he's fascinated by Warlock. Mm. And Warlock as a character is just like, he keeps following him because it's like, what? What well, happens let's, next? Let's not forget. <laughs> let's
2: not forget Thanos because it's often overlooked. It's a scientist. Yeah. Mm. And and even though it was really terrible that 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 origin that Thanos origin story, I can't remember what it was called.
0: Um, oh yeah. Oh no. That I enjoyed
1: we, that, guys. <laughs> no, seriously, the J- Jason Aaron's Thanos Rising. Yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. that. I, guess. Yeah, I
0: had problems. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. 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 I, I, I look. That. I didn't hate it, mm. but I had problems right. with it because it it yeah. doesn't fit. My world of Thanos, No, fair enough. Whereas my world of Thanos goes through from infinity. I mean, it's basically infinity, yeah, all yeah. the way through to him wandering the plains, trying to figure out who he was, to Lady Death, to this. Yeah, you know, that's the Thanos that I'm aware. And Jason Aaron, as good a writer as he is, tried to reinvent the wheel, hmm. and and I kind of went,
2: but don't do that. But <laughs> what I but what, what I liked about Jason Aaron's book, as, as as many problems as I had with it, was that it did get you back to that remembering. Thanos he comes from Titan. Yes. So that's a very important part of his story. He is a scientist. He becomes fascinated with death. And so all those elements of of you know his his just his fascination with these as things as high concepts, not just as a um you know, oh god, death is something that's happening. Mm. It's like I want to understand death. I want to conquer death. I want. To, oh. I want to woo death. You know, mm. that is the Thanos that's in Jim Stalin's book. The other thing you know? I
0: give uh, Jason Aaron's books, which I will pay good credit to, is the fact that it also established that Thanos was basically a mutant. He was not mutant as in the traditional mutant, not the X Men mutants, not mut- yeah. X Men but he was a mutant. He didn't look like any other Titan. He None. was. He was a reject. Yeah, and that informs. How he was treated as a child and informs his growing up. He was to an being outsider, an outsider, completely, mm. complete outsider. Who and literally genetically, fell in love with death. Who literally, literally fell in love yeah. and was and was genetically superior to every other titan out there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I hope the
1: movies go this crazy. I'd love to see yeah. him. Do you think they're going to have the? the
3: the or whatever the hutzpah the, the, the to do yeah.
1: like that he falls in love with the literal the cojones oh death? god I have <laughs> <hope> cojones <laughs> so. I'd love them to go that yeah. cosmic yeah I'd love them yeah,
0: to go yeah, so well, cosmic to so. so hey. have an obsession with death even if we yeah. don't delve into it entirely just the concept of it yeah um, but don't
1: um, I think they it, could get away with it too in the, where they're in, at the moment in was
2: it I think it's in Avengers like the the the, the um the the post credits sequence when mm-hmm. you have it no is it it's either in Avengers or Guardians. I can't remember which one where they say to court Thanos is to court death.
1: Ah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, oh,
0: something Gamora says. Something actually, Gamora, no, Gamora says. says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so it's kind of like they, they've introduced tacitly introduced that concept. Mm. I would. Lo- I, I I was actually thinking that as I was reading this. I would yeah. love to, them to go because when you think about Thanos, he like he literally goes to court death. Yeah. He he goes to the cancer verse, mm-hmm. um, and he he he. They deal this. The great thing about the the, the Marvel. Um, cosmic universe Is that it deals With these big concepts mm. Of life Death Cancer Whatever mm. As actual Things mm. As things you can go to as, yeah. as entities You know Death is an entity Much like it is well, In Neil Gaiman Thanos is Sandman
0: living In the world you know? he's, yeah. Thanos yeah. is living In the realms of death mm. where At the beginning Of this book He's yeah. basically hanging, he's, hanging out he's there He's kind <laughs> of like <laughs>
1: He's kind of like A romantic hero Or a yes. tragic figure Like yeah, I, I think it's real. Cool. I'd, I'd go if I was to say romantic yeah. antihero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. No, no, I yeah. actually go. I'll yeah, he's actually, so he's so sympathetic. Like you understand where he comes from. I'll actually, even though go, he's I'll so actually go, with Dave.
0: I think because in Thanos's mind, yeah, he is the hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's yes. the thing. So yes. in Thanos's yeah. mind, he's not doing anything wrong. No, he's just he's doing it all for her. Well, that that
2: clip I played at the very start. Um, yeah. Of the show was from the old was the Silver Surfer cartoon from the late nineties, right. and it's a very whiny Thanos in it. Mm. But he's basically saying, "I, I," and he's talking to. I don't think it's death in that case. It's it's another high concept mm. that he's talking to, uh, but it's it's a, another high concept personified mm. into a into a woman who's now frozen, yeah. solid. And he's like pleading with it, and mm. he, yeah, he he's utterly convinced yeah. of his own. He's like correctness. He's yes. like
1: the proto nerd, really. If you yeah. think about it, it's like the world's crapped on me, and now I need to. Mm. I'm going to take it all back.
0: Well, it's if good, Peter you know,
1: Parker, instead of becoming Spider-Man, became
2: something that could go toe to toe with Death. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And yeah. If you think exactly. about it, if
0: you think about it, Thanos, is he is in his own mind, he is a guardian of the galaxy. Mm, yeah, he actually perceives that the best solution will be that he should rule the galaxy. But that's not. Yeah. That's actually he, neither here nor there. All of it is in favor of. This is his galaxy. Because
2: in in the previous one, doesn't he get like the chance to recraft the universe in his image? Mm. And he does a pretty decent job. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, and even even the other characters can see it like, this isn't so bad.
0: Yeah. And yet Warlocks is a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Warlocks
2: is just a complete mind (laughs) frag, you know, it's it's not the word I was going to use. Because Warlock
0: is, is batshit. I mean, yeah. the man keeps. What is it? There's a line in this way. they go, he has died and been given rebirth so often he doesn't even know who he is anymore. <laughs> and let's talk
2: about Warlock because uh, mm-hmm. he is the other, he's one of the three main characters, as you can tell from the cover. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Thanos uh, Anni- uh, Annihilus, who is completely different. He's like a supersized Annihilus in yeah, this. Yeah. But Warlock's been reborn again. And I love the way they introduce him. It's like the Guardians arrive on a planet and they work out that, and they, they were the last ones to kill him and they arrive and Peter uh,
0: Quill finds out that he's here he goes gotta go
3: yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's actually my favourite line
0: in the entire book is actually where Warlock and, and Peter Quill meet finally and Peter Quill goes are we okay yeah. <laughs> and Warlock goes if I was worried about everybody who would killed me in the past I'd have no one to talk to yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's funny because they actually killed him to stop him from becoming the magus who was like yeah. this, this, you know, going to be an ultimate badass version of himself. But here, he's now been reborn with an entire universe in his body, basically, oh. and he doesn't know. He's not a, and and Thanos is the one who tells us, well, he doesn't know what he's capable of yet. So wait till he becomes self-aware
0: enough. Correct. Mm. To to do. Because as you said, because he's still bound by flesh mm. and his own memories, he doesn't he can't comprehend it. Yeah. But he has all these new powers which he's never had before. And of course Thanos is just watching it going Fascinating. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got it's got that style of writing that I love that catches you up as you go. it's yeah. like a very old mm. school style, you know, where it's, where it's an, like exactly. I've fallen down this yeah. thing. I hope Gamora, who's up there battling a bunch of other gladiators, is doing, having a good and time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, I love and that she d-
2: arrives, yeah. just going
1: like I only just got here. I've been up there ca- battling a yeah, bunch yeah,
0: yeah, of yeah, gladiators. Right, yeah, you know, my no. favorite my favorite page of so all time. Pulpy. Yes, is. is the history yes. of Adam Last issue, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's basically a, a, a two-page spread which yeah, explains right. everything about Warlock's life in one go. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I love that because yeah. how few comics do that anymore. Like <laughs> yeah, they just assume I that you can jump yeah. in.
0: And there's like little panels with him fighting Thor, him doing this, him crucified, yeah. him. You
2: know? It's, it's like actually <laughs> interesting because you're talking about the old school nature of the writing, which is true.
1: And his art is is oh, I love I love it. It's
2: great, but it, it's not yeah. it's not what you'd call um, like modern style. No, it, it is. I think it is, it's the
1: coloring that tricks you into thinking it's modern, yes, and the inking, yes. yeah. But when you look at it as as it's penciled, it's like. You know, Oh he's if it a, was a he's, 16 scale color. No, no, like
0: he's a very 80s old school artist. Yeah. So there's no doubt about yeah. that.
2: But there's this one page where he's like, to, where Warlock and Thanos are standing on a podium and against a star field. And it almost looks as though they got, he's found like a really low res clip art of a yeah. star field <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and blown it up for the, for the background. Yeah. But somehow it works. Yeah. <laughs> just it is absolutely well, there's, there's works, also this know.
0: one here as well I love with this little Starburst. Yes. But yeah. it's the same Starburst in every panel. It's obviously Photoshop created. And if you look at this one, you can actually see the line at the top, which so the photo's cut off. Oh, can you? what just, page is that? Uh, this is uh, pay, oh, it's, is uh, it numbered? Uh, no, uh, it's not numbered. Oh, I just opened
1: up on it, magic. Yeah.
0: And if you look at it really closely, the very top of it is just a straight line on the smallest one. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So they've obviously found this one picture and they've just gone, drop it in there, make it bigger, make it bigger, make it bigger. Wow. (laughs) So,
2: uh, yeah. So it's like, when they, when they reuse backgrounds in animation. Yeah. The, the other thing I will pick up. He's a very up,
1: detailed artist. Though.
2: He, look, I've so got to say, like, let's make it clear we like the art. Oh, we, yeah. we, we actually really love what Stalin's done here, but one thing I, I did kind of like every time I saw him Groot.
0: Oh, Groot, look, Groot looks like Beta Ray Bill with, with, um, <laughs> with, with sticks sticking yeah. out of his I head. I did yeah. think Groot
1: looked dinosaurish in a bit. Yeah, a bit yeah. Alive, yeah, yeah. But. Sort of just a little
2: bit birdish, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does move in herds.
2: Because, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> because, all of the other characters are like, as we've said, like you know, it's the movie Peter Quill, and it's and it's and it's and it's, and it's Rocket Raccoon is looking you know a little bit bearish, um, but um, but Drax is Drax, Gamora's Gamora from the current the Bendis thing, but it's almost like. Um, it, it, it's like the Thanos verse. It's it's almost like you know you got every version of the ideal version of every every character. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of sort of maybe it's an inside job one. though.
1: Because like if you think about a Groot's belly in this, and then the only moment he has is when he gets blown up.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. love, I love maybe, Grab maybe a bible stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: Jim Starlin's just like, oh, do I have to put this tree in, Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, It, it oh, look, the thing is, at the end to of the day... To be clear,
1: it didn't bother me, like, too much.
2: No, no it didn't bother yeah, me. Yeah. It's just that it stands out because we've seen Groot so out, often, yeah. you know. What, what I'm Especially hoping, everybody else Look,
0: the, the Guardians are underserved in this.
2: Um, they're, they're peripheral characters. They're
0: peripheral. They put them in there because... They're there to be they, on the cover of the book. Well, football. and they're, yeah. also, they're yeah. also part of the Cosmic Universe and they're very popular at the moment. So mm. they are, and they are very inter- integral to... With Warlock. ...to Warlock's yeah. life, mm. absolutely. Because the whole thing of Peter Quill and killing Warlock was the absolute Learning run, that was a very pivotal pivotal I moment. Think,
1: I like the idea yeah. that, that that they're they're in it just enough, in my opinion. Yeah, mm, but what yeah. I'm hoping is like, in, I don't think they're underserved, I think they're just like Thanos is the real Well
0: thing Thanos here is and, the star yeah. and
1: Warlock, but then they're just sort of what I'm hoping I, I, is I, I, I like I'm hoping that.
0: in the third part yeah. they're given more to do. As yeah. Warlock yeah. becomes a larger part of all of this. I
1: wonder if it's company mandate that they had to, because they they weren't in the first one at all. No, they weren't. Oh, actually, they were. There was a couple I don't know. Of panels. There I, were I a don't couple of I, panels. They, they had a I, cameo. That's yeah. right. I struggle with thinking whether it's company mandate at all, because the rest of it is so bug nuts, like insane. The rest like, of it is very like, much like, it's Starlin. Let's say this stands
0: outside of current Marvel yeah. continuity. Yeah, so, I don't know,
1: right? but maybe there could be some sort of like thing where it's like, oh, Jim, can you put something in there that you know we yeah. can sell? The Guardians are hot right now. So what if I do the Guardians? And they're like, okay. You know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I
2: mean, look, they they certainly don't feel forced in because they are part of this world, mm. and but yeah, it, it, they clearly weren't his favorite characters
1: to play yeah. with. No, and well, they're like, 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 so let's like, face like, it, like they if you are... were to pick it up based on the Guardians being on the back cover, you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, where are they or like anything like that. No, like, like they're in it
0: enough. Like, Funny thing is, you know, I didn't even know the Guardians were actually in this. That's true, neither did I no, yeah. nor did
1: I. I. In fact, I don't even
2: think look at the back yeah. cover before I started reading it. No,
0: so yeah. I was I was actually very surprised that the Guardians yeah. were like. I only I only
1: bought the book yesterday and read it yesterday. Well, the front
2: cover is just as I said, it's Thanos war. Lord, sorry, Warlord Thanos, um, Warlock, and Annihilus. Yeah. Hmm. Not and apart from Thanos, two of those characters are barely known to non-comics readers.
0: Correct. Mm. Well, so, Annihilus, unless you've yeah. read Annihilation, you're not going to know what the hell's going yeah. on. Yeah. And
1: nobody's so, going to know Adam Warlock really if, if they've been reading comics only for like.
0: Well, like, Adam Warlock's been gone for a long, yeah. time. like almost ten years. Yeah, or something. until yeah. until um, the last Thanos book, Warlock's been gone. Yeah, you know he's he blew he, he was blown up. And
2: in know? fact, my understanding was that. Um, Because there was a lot of talk when the first um, graphic novel Revelation came out that there was a company mandate about not using Adam Warlock, Um, and you know that was something Jim Starlin, I think, in the press actually got sort of outraged about. But then the book came out, and he was clearly allowed to use him,
3: Mm.
2: but in a big bad way. And and because Infinity Revelation was um, his return uh, to the Marvel Universe, and this is kind of his his proper return. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Marvel, and I actually suspect that Infinity Revelation, like we're going to find out, that even though they're all being sold as Thanos books, Infinity Revelation brought Adam Warlock back. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity Relativity gave him um, a new sort of set of powers, and sort of, mm-hmm. and I think that, that the Infinity Finale will be the ultimate restoration to a version of Adam Warlock that can then go into Films the main Marvel, Marvel universe, yeah. and yeah. And be something else entirely. Correct. Yeah, I think I, I
0: think Adam Warlock is being great. because Adam Warlock. Let's face it, is a cool ass character, mm. and he's been missed. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, taking him out and the idea that I mean, what is it? One per, uh, I think it's Gamora in this book actually says you're a split personality. Mm. You know, you are a duality, and the Magus could come at any time, yeah. and it's something that they always have to. And that makes him such a mm. friggin' v- amazingly complex character that at the turn of a dime, yeah. <laughs> he could be he could just flip and become and, a bad guy and
2: he's literally a world ender a universe yeah. he, he he's actually a universe ender he has a universe in him mm. so he has the power to destroy Correct. everything yeah you know
0: i think it's i think he's a fascinating character and let's face it if you're ever going to match two people together thanos and warlock are yeah. kind of locked together like in like a buddy ways. comedy <laughs> <laughs> 48 hours with thanos <laughs> and adam warlock Um, This is good This is is, And I've used this term before But let's face it This is really The Empire Strikes Back Of this Mm, series Yeah It is It's not concluded Nope Whereas the first book Actually does have an end Yep Even though there's room For it to grow further As we know It does end This one just says To be continued And you go Oh you bastards
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what We'll quite happily wait Because this this was A really good book Yeah It was And look When
0: I first started reading it I thought Oh they may have slipped a bit but you get into it really yeah, fast. Yeah, it's funny. Me too. Yeah, you took, get into it, me, it yeah. really fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think And I, I think agree. I found that with every single Jim Starlin book. And it's probably because of the way he writes and everything mm. else. It always takes you a few pages. It's so different of, to everything else. Yeah, yes. you gotta, yeah. It's like you got to change gears. Switch your Starlin brain on. <laughs> Uh, because if you think about it uh, Death Wait, of, this Death isn't Ka-
1: homogenized the all the same exact same thing I've read every week yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Nicely said, <No>. sir <laughs> It's like it's true because uh, uh, Death of Captain Marvel it takes a couple of pages to get into it mm. because at first you don't know what's going on in the Death of Captain Marvel Yeah, and when know. it
2: hits you by God, it hits you, uh, it hits you, you know. big
0: time. Um, uh, uh I think i look, I've actually gone back and tried to reread some of the infinities, and some of them are hard work, but I really want mm. to invest myself mm. back into those, you know. So, well,
2: definitely uh, before the film comes out, we'll have to do infinity gauntlet. Yes, oh, yeah, yes,
0: yeah, I think so. I think the infinity, I think infinity gauntlet, infinity war might be mm-hmm. big reads
2: because mm. the thing is that the question is when we do with them as a pick. Because I know there's a whole bunch of tie-ins. Oh, no, 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 no. You just do the core book. The mm. main mm. core book. Because in which case we could we could almost do, because I think there are about, about six issues a piece. Mm. Yeah. So we could almost do Infinity Gauntlet and Wars. I think we actually
0: have Infinity Gauntlet. And I think we sad. do in, yeah. in the
2: Marvel thing. Actually, speaking of this, it's a complete sidebar here. Yeah. I was reshelving all my Marvel graphic <laughs> novels yeah. this week and I had to check Dave's to see if his was the same. Um, issue number 18 is uh, Welcome Back, Frank. And I pulled pulled it out and to have a look at it just because as I was reshelving all my stuff, opened it and all the in, the external's fine, but the inside is all upside down.
3: Oh, is <laughs> it really? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> like,
0: that's going to be worth something. <laughs> right?
2: uh, and I checked David's, and it's fine. So no.
1: So next time you're over, Dave, I'll show you yeah. my yeah. upside down. The upside down that could be worth some money, man. It could, just, just
0: completely yeah. sidebar Miss that, Prince. but
2: yeah,
1: uh, you could sell it for five dollars. <laughs>
0: that that collection is going to go for the rest of my life, I feel. it just. I know, is. I was trying to
2: anticipate because, as I said, I'm reshelving everything, and I tried to anticipate how much space I would need for it. I just thought, I'll work that out. <laughs> work it out yeah, as we go. Yeah.
0: It's going to be at least three of those shelves, I think, yeah. by, by the time we're finished.
2: Yeah. So. Alrighty, kids. Um, I think we should wrap this up because we've got a new section to introduce in a moment. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do we want? Do we want to no, go there? No, no I don't no, think we'll no. go. No, there. Not, until ha- not until I have. Not until I have the saga's conclusion. Yeah, yeah, I need the
0: conclusion, dude. Yeah,
2: this is still a high recommend. Uh, yeah. I guess go back and read. Infinity Revelation if you haven't mm-hmm. and then listen to the episode that we did on that. Yep. And then And these
0: are really 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 nice editions. These graphic novels they are hardback. They got mm. a free digital copy in the back. They're well worth it. So yeah. and the the printing is beautiful on them. So yeah, de- definitely go support them by buying this cuz it's a really really good edition. Yeah. And if you buy it digitally, it's $24 and it's only like 25 yeah. or oh, it's, a, it's a, the, like the, 30. The, the OG yeah. to buy are like amazing. It. Yeah. So they're look, amazing. Don't buy it as a digital because you get the free digital with it. Mm. Buy it as the print.
2: I don't think they've announced what the next one's <laughs> going to be. It might just be Infinity Finale, but I don't think it's got a date. And it's I got to have an R name. And I haven't heard that there's <laughs> another you know Avengers book coming. Because we just had Rage of Ultron like two months ago. Yeah. So we've had two OGNs this year. So maybe they're doing two a year or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But it's still a pretty good good run.
0: Yeah. They're, they're really good. They're not rushing them. They're, no, they're they're taking their time getting these out. And with so. the
2: exception of uh, no more humans, which we said, it was just a misstep.
0: That it was, was a misstep. Yeah, because um, the big
1: problem with that was you just needed to know a lot of backstory. Well, you had to have
0: things. you had to have Children of the Atom. As yeah,
2: because yeah, yeah. it it actually did.
1: It was Children of the Atom.
0: Battle of the Atom. Battle sorry. of the Atom, yeah. Battle yeah. Of the, you had to so, read, you've had to have read Battle of the Atom, and they know that. And how do you know they know that? Because they give you the first issue. Because Tyler issue. knows that. Oh, well, sorry. No, <laughs> they, they give you the first issue of, of Battle of the Atom as a digital copy for free when you buy it. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't actually have a, um, a, a sound clip for this. so Let me see if I can... Um, I'll borrow something for Pillowfort temporarily to, to use as an introduction to the section. All right. Welcome to the brand new section, which is Quiz Corner, brought to you by Good Games Hurstville. Oh,
3: okay.
2: Now, this, what I'm going to do. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Uh, Jamie was. La (laughs) la la! That's for you, Jamie. (laughs) Jamie was was kind enough to loan us a copy of um, the Marvel trivia game. Because uh, I thought it'd in a little bit of trivia. Some weeks we're gonna we're gonna put you know JD's geek related challenge in here. Other other weeks we're gonna do um, this. Now the Marvel trivia game is something a game you can't get anymore. That's just why Jamie's lying to to me. And it's basically Trivial Pursuit. It's card quiz card game, but Mar- only on Marvel cool. books. Now there's five questions per card, and they go from easy to hard. And trust me, some of these are
1: pretty hard This is going to be embarrassing, this. Dave So let's Ooh. just see how well
2: you boys know your Marvel books I'm not,
1: the, I'm not good at tests so, Can us tell yeah. us that? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, my, let's just, my heart rate's gone
2: up <laughs> let, Let's test your buzzers you did, what, what, What's your buzzer word? Ba-bow bow. Okay, and you <laughs> Okay, so so uh, The first to buzz in, it gets the first crack at it So, question one What is Mr. Fantastic's real name? ba Dave got that one. Uh, Reed Richards. Uh, Correct.
0: Mike takes too long to get. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Maybe you should do a verbal one. (laughs) Do a sound, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We we both went for (laughs) negatives. (laughs)
2: Okay, question two. Which superhero is often mistaken for Captain America? Mm.
1: Mistaken? (laughs) Mistaken? Captain Britain? No. (laughs) Incorrect. Captain Marvel? Incorrect.
2: This I wouldn't have guessed this one.
0: Bucky Barnes.
2: No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the answer according to this card is U.S. Agent. Uh yeah. No, I'd never have gotten. Or that U.S. One. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. This this one this one's a a, a, a handball. Uh, what are daredevils two nicknames?
0: Oh. One of them is man without fear. Yes. And the other one... Blindy huh? boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one is uh, The Devil of Hell's Kitchen.
2: No, I'll give you a... I'll accept that, but I'll, I'll give you a hint. The The word head is in there.
0: Head? Mm. Your stupid
2: head. <laughs> <laughs> H- hornhead. Oh, head, of course. Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay. I'd see if you can remember this one. Who were the five founding members of the Avengers? Oh, oh, Um, oh, oh! Uh,
1: oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Can we do it together? Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Thor. Yes.
0: Uh, Hank Pym. Yes. Uh, Um, Wasp. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Reed. No. Nope. no, 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 oh. no, no, no. no. Um, um, give me a second. Give me a second. Don't rush oh, me. Is Iron no, Man? Ruffy. Iron Man's one of them? Yeah. Iron Man, yes, definitely. But uh, I'm not sure about Cap. No, Cap uh, came in later. Yeah. Cap came in later. Uh. Cap came in five issues in or something like that. Um. They found him. It, it was, oh, give me a second. Um. Oh, shoot. I was just looking at this the other day. Damn it. Um. Just trying to picture that first issue. Oh. Oh, oh Namor. Namor. Nope. No. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Oh, Hulk.
0: Yeah, of course. There you go. Of course, Hulk. So the,
2: the lineups were Hulk, uh, Iron Man, Thor, Hank Pym, Wasp, and Hulk. Yeah. With the lineup. Um, yeah. Uh, Captain America was like issue four of the Avengers. It was joined four up. or five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There was a bunch of people they recruited in the 60s and stuff. And actually, I think it was during that era, like you got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver mm. and all that kind of stuff as well.
0: And the Vision came later. And yes. there was a lot of them that came later. But yeah, the, the core group.
2: Now, the final question I just need the year, but mm. bonus points if you know the. Name of the book. In what year did Ghost Rider make his debut appearance?
0: I'm gonna say seventy two. Oh, bang on, yeah. Bang on. Damn.
2: Now, bonus points if you know that the, I won't. I don't need the issue number, but what book did it appear in? Strange Tales, wasn't it? No. Nope. Oh, I thought it was Strange Tales. Is it sensational? It, or it has Marvel in the title.
0: Uh, Marvel Showcase. It's close. I'm just trying to think of all the anthology books back then. Uh, there was Strange Tales, which was the, Steve, the Doctor Strange book. Yep. There was Showcase. There was... Ah, oh, wasn't Team Up. Oh, oh. Um, a um, Drop... Drop <laughs> No
2: and, and, and our good friend Jorge runs the Oh Spotlight Yeah there you go oh, Marvel yeah. Spotlight, spotlight.
0: All <laughs> oh, right,
2: Okay um, Okay well, there you go So there you go So that's our first
1: uh, our, our first quiz corner oh, This is cool I like that So I've got a whole box
0: <laughs> so, like,
2: I've
1: got hundreds of these cards so we can do this We can do this everywhere. We should rotate them So you can get a chance to play too Oh yes please yeah, well, yes. So yeah. like we'll move the card over I'll,
2: I'll just bring like five cards over Randomly or something yeah. And then you just pick I'll one I'll read of them. the next one Dave yeah. reads the next ooh, Yeah ooh. That sounds cool Alright so um, that is the inaugural quiz corner next week we will be doing a little bit of an experiment uh, just uh, because we're all busy at the moment so we're going to do a single issue but it's a big issue Mm -hmm. we stand on guard number one which is an image comic by the almighty Brian K. Vaughan Mm um God. Bless bless all God. those <laughs> yeah. bless all those who dwell within Vaughn's house mm. and so forth. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing next week. So you don't have a lot of reading to do. And you'll be able to find that digitally or in print. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everywhere. The good comics are sold. And where bad comics are sold, too. Mm. That's true. I imagine. Yeah. Um, so if you're an iTunes user, that's how you're listening to us, you can always subscribe for free um, on iTunes. And please, if you look us up on iTunes, leave us some feedback there. Uh, check out some of our other podcasts. You can find uh, all at geek You can find the all new geek actually show podcast pillow fort, which is the podcast about podcasts and nerd corner, which is frequently recorded in a car.
0: <laughs> Apparently it was again this week yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Though, you know what we did this week when we, we all went and had a game stay out at a good games, Hurstville out on Friday, which was so much fun. And, um, I played gloom for the first time, which is a great card game. And, uh, JD Hammond and I all recorded a version of Gloom, uh, and because we, we our house rule was that you didn't just throw down a card and get the points or whatever, you actually had to create a story behind each tragedy <laughs> yeah, that before. Because this, this is a game where you basically have five characters. And you have to make your family as miserable as possible, <laughs> and so we actually had created this thing. So I had created this whole thing where animals were plaguing my family for ages, and JD had a circus family, and <laughs> you know and we were, and 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 uh, Jamie came past and said the ultimate challenge is to start talking about your characters in the first person, you know. So we've recorded a sort of proto version of that. Uh, hopefully that'll go out in the feed in a few weeks time. We'll see what see what you guys make of it. So uh, it's us being silly playing games. So Ooh. that should be kind of fun. I can't um, wait to
1: hear this actually. And they've yeah. actually challenged- I thought you guys were being quite vocal in the background there. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah. we were they're, playing they're Magic. They are really enjoying that. Yeah, Dave and yeah. I play playing Magic. But it's yeah. really
2: fun. You guys, like the, the four or five, and you can get expansion packs to add characters to it. So mm. if I get I get an expansion pack or two, we can all, like all six of us can play. Um, it'd be great. Just to, a full geek actually network. Oh, We should yeah. also
0: point out that uh, they're having awards at uh, Good Games today. Yes. And DC Deck Builder,
2: Won the best card game.
0: Oh. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Chuckle luck.
2: Because their their criteria was not just uh, games that came out this year, but games we might have discovered this year, Ooh. or games that really took off this year. Yeah, yeah. And DC Deck Builder, which we've got like five boxes. <laughs> of. <Yeah>, it's like <laughs> sitting I'm, on. I'm the touching it right now. It's a great game.
0: <laughs> and we should also mention one more time uh, because the Kickstarter oh. doesn't have much long to go.
2: Oh, it's actually it's got a, it's got a week and a half to go. About
0: a week and a half to go. But you, uh, I've have uh, contributed to mm-hmm. it. You've contributed yep. to it. Uh, Monstrous, the game of. I myth and haven't Mayhem, yet, but I will because I got the chance to play it. It's cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's cool. Really um Yeah, they, we, we, you finally played it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So um, now
2: they've got eleven days to go. They're already up to twenty four thousand dollars, which means they've that, reached their first that's stretch thanks goal. Thanks to
1: my donation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't always. believe they raised that extra eighty three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and like the rest of us, like you know, we've all uh, we're all donated this. But the, if they reach their next stretch goal, which is forty thousand, which they might just they might because mm. you know there's always a bigger peek at the back end of uh, Kickstarter. You get the legendaries or something. You get the legendaries have been unlocked, uh, which are all these sort of Greek-inspired legendary cards. Hmm. The legendary monstrous card that is locked is the deluxe legendary monstrous expansion. um, Include the first three cards, an incredible nine-card kraken.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Which they're they're sort of teasing there, and they've got the artwork there. Look at that. Look at that nine-card kraken (laughs) artwork that they're building (laughs) together there. That is freaking phenomenal. Um, they've got goals up to fifty thousand, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, damn, laughs> which awesome. is uh, amazing. So if I, like I hope they said if, if they don't reach the stretch all the stretch goals, they'll release them as um, expansions as later as yeah. individual I could kickstarters. A Kickstarter even. Just, yeah. That's what they're yeah, so exactly, the saying. Yeah. 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 So look, well done for them for mm-hmm. reaching their goal. I encourage anyone who's into card games to go and yeah. get this because it's just a fun, simple mm-hmm. game that you can and it's pick really up and fast focus. to play. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know. You think you can have like um, up to five players? Ooh, so it's yeah. it's a really good yeah they they rec- they said uh, a <laughs> there 30 should be minute a bonus game. card where you can be the rock <laughs> <laughs> so like again look we, we don't um, get, get anything from, from plugging that except that we like the game Good mm-hmm. Games is our sponsor and Good Games is publishing mm-hmm. and that but if you want to go and get a link to that go to behindthepanels.net and over on the right hand side there's just a link also, uh, I'll have put that on Geek no, geekactually.com so as well you can do both so yeah so we're, wherever good podcasts are heard <laughs> uh, the only good podcast <laughs> the only good right. podcast are heard <laughs> um, so that is it for another uh, week uh, you can find like, go to the show notes to find where we're all at we don't need to Tell everyone where we where we are. How did you
1: find us now?
2: How did you find you? Yeah, <laughs> tell us. Write to yeah. us uh, if you if you do want to leave some feedback. By the way, um, go to. Oh, we had some feedback. Yeah, do we it. We did actually Let's have some it. feedback. Quick feedback. Feedback. We forgot to do that. Oh, did you forget the girl? Yeah.
3: The girl, Ipneema. Ipneema.
2: <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to find the
3: feedback. Call oh, here we go. Um,
2: no, 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 that's that's the wrong one. That's hi. I'm a social media expert. I get a lot uh, of those. Oh, Where uh, oh, is this yeah. damn thing? Your
1: website is not doing well. Do, 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 find do, do,
2: out do, do, why. Do, here we like go. This one's from. Um, uh, ben Quinlan, who starts oh, ben off Q. He makes ben computers. Ben Q. This starts off by saying, Hey guys, I've just been... Uh, hi guys! Hi! hi. Um, I've just been turned uh, on to your show by my Ooh. friend Mary Amber, um, who we've had on the show before, was a good friend of the show, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. I'm going back through the past issues and really enjoying an Aussie take on comics and related things, which differs quite a lot to the usual US podcast I listen to. Just wanted to say thanks... He also goes you're on welcome. to say, <laughs> "You're welcome." He also goes on to say that he's just finished a comic and he'd love to hear what you guys think. He's attached it. We'll give it a look. Um, he said his elevator pitch is the Truman Show with time travel. Ooh. Oh, okay, i mean That's not a bad elevator pitch. I quite yeah. like that. So he said, "Have a spare moment, check it out." And he goes, "Anyway, I'll see you guys at the Magic and Bubble show." So we should mention, yes, um, July seventeenth. Go, go check out the website for thing. At the moment, we're doing we're emceeing. Um, a gig with Mary Amber and a magic show and bubbles it's called and I've forgotten the name of it I'm a great MC already Magic Pixels and Bubbles Magic Pixels and Bubbles it's at the (laughs) Chippendale Hotel in Sydney on Friday the 17th of July we hope to see some of you there and then our next live show our next solo live show is the 1st of August at Good Games Hurstville, which, of course, is our 150th episode. So God knows how I put up with you guys that long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should also make mention of... Feelings mutual, sir. (laughs) High fives.
0: (laughs) We should make mention That there is actually A week off of this show Not next week But the week after
1: Yes You were taking a break Because David had to get
0: married I know You know I've got got that To make it clear David's (laughs) already (laughs) married
2: (laughs) his anniversary But also I'm doing a whole Like the the aforementioned moving Next day on the extra marriages (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. <laughs> we're all Mormon here. We <laughs> all um,
0: know
2: it, yeah. And also the aforementioned moving stuff that I'm doing is all happening yeah. that weekend as well. So yes, we're taking a much-needed break mm. off around then as well. So uh, thanks, guys. And let me for... know
1: in feedback if it's a good idea to do a, like a petition to get the Rock to change his name from Dwayne Johnson to Monster Johnson. Monster Johnson. Yeah. Oh, a Monster Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you, you have. You have to shut up and take my money. Yes. Um, so uh, we, could, we could raise like 150,000 on that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> just a Kickstarter where it's just me going. I, think I really would,
0: think the Rock should change his name. I th- <laughs> think we would probably have to give him some money. Do
2: do that. one of those White House petitions. <laughs> yeah,
0: we <laughs> yeah. like, have you'll, to you'll make you'll a We wanted we wanted a, we wanted a presidential yeah. decree. And, to and, yeah. a decree. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine Obama coming out
2: saying that? But, but the thing is, if it gets if it gets enough responses, he yeah. has to make a comment on it. Yeah, like he actually has <laughs> to comment on it. speaking of which, fantastic news coming out of the states this week. about these same-sex marriage laws. So well. Done. I'm sure there's going to be lots
0: of challenges, and there's going to be lots of states fighting against mm. it. But as it stands right now, the Supreme Court has said it is legal.
1: I read some story. There was a a preacher, like uh, in one of those like southern states, who had said something like, "If it passes, I'm going to I'm going to burn myself alive." That's right. I said that. And now he's now he's like, "I didn't mean it."
0: (laughs) 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 So so just so everybody understands what it means, it basically means that under the Constitution of America. It is constitutionally not legal for them to block gay marriage. Exactly. Um, mm. Now, what, how states interpret all this is going to be very interesting at this yeah. point. So it's yeah. going to be—it's going to be. I think there's a shitstorm to because it's
2: only individual states that are battling it. Because there's already, I think, yeah. a majority of states in the U.S. now have same have. Legal
0: I think it was only 13 states. What was it 13 or 14 states? Maybe I'm that thinking of marijuana <laughs> <laughs> that it actually legalized it. Actually it, was it was a leaf, man. wasn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, absolutely.
0: look, I, I'm I'm so happy that this so
2: Australia now. Is Officially on the wrong side of history, and wasn't yep. it
0: wonderful seeing the White House lit up in a, in rainbow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That was yeah. amazing.
2: It's, it's like someone sent me, put a cartoon. It was like opening Facebook, social media this morning. It was just like being blasted with rainbows out of the computer. It's wonderful. It's wonderful yeah. to see. I absolutely love it. Um, so. Um, yeah, and, and, and so until, uh, as we said before, uh, I had no segue out of that. because it I did, doesn't I, matter. I, I didn't
0: plan on talking about I it. Believe, I'm just I so believe damn happy. I believe you're yeah. finished.
2: I believe I'm finished. <laughs> um, yay, victory for love. Um, but uh, so the other thing we mentioned earlier in the show, of course, we talked a little bit about the passing of James Horner. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. out on a little bit of music from The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until next week, of course, I'm Richard Gray.
0: I'm Dave McVeigh. I'm Dave Longer.
2: And this has been Behind the Panels.
0: Behind the Panels is a production of GeekActually.com.